Good day, Decasa members. This is once again Vanessa Joss from the Decasa office, and today we have our eighth podcast for 2020. Today I'll be highlighting and discussing four scenarios when a consumer is not eligible for debt review. These are important factors to ask upfront from the consumer to ensure that the debt review process runs as smoothly as possible. So to list these four scenarios in chronological order to discuss, uh, the first one is what is defined as a consumer eligible for debt review. The second one is a consumer's marital status. The third one is no income. And the fourth and last one is the eventual satisfaction of repaying the debt, or more importantly, the lack thereof. So firstly, the National Credit Act in Chapter 4 specifically excludes a juristic person from debt review. So now we should look at what does the Act define as being a juristic person. So in the definition section of the Act, it says the following, and I quote, A juristic person includes a partnership, association, or other bodies of entities, corporate or unincorporated, or a trust, if there are three or more individual trustees, or the trustees in itself is a juristic person. Now to simplify the definition, a consumer that qualifies for debt review will be a natural person and a trust with one or two trustees, provided that those trustees are natural persons. So if a consumer approaches you, especially regarding a trust, be sure to ask how many trustees they are and confirm that the trustees are not juristic persons. Only then they qualify to apply for debt review. The second scenario is, as you have confirmed in previous podcasts, make sure to always ask the consumer whether he or she is married and if they are married, how they are married. If they are married, income into your property, the debt review application will be a joint application. No exceptions. And also, Ensure to get the partner's consent in writing to enter into debt review to avoid any future complications that may arise. I have accounted on many cases where a partner contacts us stating they were not aware the husband or wife has entered into debt review. Be sure to do a thorough credit research to ensure whether the consumer is married or not. This means even if they are estranged or in the midst of a divorce, a single application cannot be brought. Only when a divorce decree has been issued can the consumer enter into debt review with a single application. The third is when a consumer has no source of income or prospect of no income to repay the debt for three months since the commencement of debt review. Formal debt counselling cannot be considered as a viable option. This is also confirmed in the task team agreement. So the fourth and last scenario is that the debt counsellor has a statutory obligation to conduct a detailed financial assessment of the consumer or consumer's income or expenses. If a consumer's income is not sufficient to eventually satisfy the debt, the consumer is not viable for debt review. This is also confirmed in a 2015 High Court case named First Rand Bank versus Barnard, where the judge pointed out that if the monthly repayment proposal is not large enough to reduce the capital, the credit agreement will never be paid in full, which will violate the purpose of the legislation to achieve the eventual satisfaction of the debt. So if you look at Section 3, Subsection 1, 
of the NCA, it states that amongst other provisions of the purpose of the Act, and I quote, is to provide for a consistent and harmonized system of debt restructuring, enforcement and judgment, which, may play, which places priority on the eventual satisfaction of all responsible consumer obligation under a credit agreement. Now, I might add here that the Act does refer in Section 78, Subsection 3B, that in assessing a consumer's financial means, prospects and obligation, it includes any other, other adult person within the consumer's immediate family or household. To the extent that the consumer or prospective consumer and that other person customarily share their respective financial means and mutually bear their respective obligation. This means that if a consumer does not have enough revenue for the debt repayments, a person who lives and share all financial means and obligations with the consumer once applied for debt review can contribute towards these debt repayments. So this is all for this podcast. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. All my details are on the DeCasa website, which is www.decasa.co.za. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Goodbye.